You are listening to Legally Binding, a podcast brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law that is all about providing the business community with useful and practical legal tips and advice for growing and sustaining business ventures. For more information, please feel free to visit our website at www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. We hope you enjoy. So, um, so actually, uh, this is going out to all the personal trainers out there. So as you said, you know, end of the year, everybody makes a New Year's resolution. Well, most people make New Year's resolutions, right? And you have people who make the same resolution every year. And that is, I'm going to go back to the gym. I'm going to get in there consistently. And these are usually folks who have been out of the gym for some time. So naturally, like myself. You, I wasn't going to say nothing. I mean, listen, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. For 2018, I haven't yeah. been to the gym in like six months. Right, and and when you when you are out of the gym for that long, a lot of times when you want to go back in and you want to use a personal trainer, right? So um, personal trainers have an influx of business in the new year. Um, a lot of them do drop off, unfortunately. But uh, if you are a personal trainer and you're out there and you are expecting to receive new clients or you just want to make sure that you, you're protected from your, your clients you already have, what are some of the things that you can do? Um, one of the most important things, of course, we talk about this all the time, is insurance. They have um, insurance that's specifically for professional trainers. Um, you also need to establish an LLC and have, uh, or a, cor- a company, doesn't have to be an LLC uh, or a limited liability company, can be a corporation, uh, and that company needs to have additional um, liability protection, liability insurance. Uh, I'm including general commercial and umbrella insurance. But what is general, why do I need general commercial insurance if I'm a personal trainer? So let's say everybody's like, okay, well, the only thing that you need to have is um, professional trainer insurance, right? Yeah, that's what people think. Right, but understand that every insurance has specific things that they protect against. Um, professional, uh, uh, well, pre- either professional liability or general commercial insurance. Um, it's it's kind of like an like an umbrella, right? So you in those you try to you try to have catch-alls in case the specific liability for um, your physical training insurance doesn't doesn't cover it. So um, and every business needs that. So let's say that there's somebody that gets injured, but it's not directly in the course of you providing um, those uh, personal training services. So let's say that you're that you're renting space. Um, and somebody comes into there and you're not, and they're just in there working out, um, that coverage may not necessarily extend to that. So um, making sure that you have adequate coverage, right? Making sure that the insurances that you have will cover you in pretty much every situation that, uh, that you could realize in, in a lawsuit. Um, the other thing is your, your contracts with your clients. Um, one of the most important things is a release and waiver of liability. Now, uh, there are a lot of personal trainers who have very um, uh, light waivers. And so uh, when you are drafting your contracts and you're putting a waiver and a release of liability, you want to make sure that you are stating that um, the person that's coming to train with you knows the inherent risks of working out um, and that they know that in engaging in your services, 
they may have some physical discomfort and they may realize an injury based on based on that. And, oh. the, and, and the waiver will say that you cannot hold me liable or responsible for any injury that you sustain if I'm doing my job properly. Now, uh, in the state of Illinois, a waiver does not protect against uh, protect in, in um, instances of gross negligence. There is different case law if it's just um, um, uh, just negligence and not gross negligence. Uh, but one of the other things that you want to do outside of making sure that there is a release of liability for your personal training services is that there is a release for any equipment that you may be using. So making sure that if people are not utilizing the equipment properly, that they can't hold you responsible for any injuries that they may obtain. Now, I don't know um, about y'all out there, but I see some very funny videos of how people try to use equipment in the gym. And, you know, you don't want to be held liable if somebody is utilizing gym equipment in a way that it's not meant to be utilized. And, and then they try to they get hurt and try to turn around and sue you. Um, another thing that personal trainers need to do is you need to make sure that you're collecting information about the past injuries and the and the um, health of, the, of your clients. Um, if somebody comes to you and you don't collect this information, if they have a pre-existing condition that you don't know about and you work them out in a certain way and you make that condition worse or or you um, you do something to where that pre-existing condition matched with your <clears throat> match with your services creates a new injury, they could sue you for that. So as a personal trainer, you need to know who you're working with. You need to know their health history. Um, and you need to know if they have any pre-existing conditions that limit the uh, limit how hard they can go, limit the amount of energy that uh, that they can that they can use, um, limit some of the motions that they're able to engage in. So make sure that you that you are collecting that. Um, and and then also the big thing, money, right? Um, personal trainers going into the new year a lot of times want to get people into packages. They, they don't want to sell individual sessions. They want to say, okay, well, I'm going to give you this package of services. Um, so you're buying X amount of sessions or you're buying X amount of months. Um, and in that, you need to make sure that your contracts state if and when there is a refund, um, uh, how they can go about getting that refund. Because a lot of times um, there are people who will say, okay, well, I'm going to buy this package for, for five, right, five sessions. They go to three, they fall off, and then they want a refund because they didn't utilize the other two. Mm -mm. You need to make sure that there are no um, refunds available in that instance. You also need to have, uh, if, if you're selling packages of sessions, there should be timelines on those, right? So if I, if I sell you a package of 20 workout sessions, I don't want you to drag those 20 sessions out into 2019, I, <laughs> right? Like I want, I want to make sure that there's a timeline. So if I'm giving you 20 sessions, you have, you have, a month and a half, maybe two months to um, for to utilize those sessions, um, and and that's just to make sure that you can continue to keep money coming through the door, and that you don't have people who are who are who are sitting on these sessions. It, it allows you to better plan as a business owner because as a personal trainer, you are a business. Um, but those are those are some of the main things, and and making sure you know first and foremost that that the liability uh, waiver and release. Um, and an indemnification provision, making sure that um, that if one of your and sorry, let me go back. So indemnification provision, because that's something completely different. That pretty much states that if you have if your training groups 
and you have one group member that does something that results in the injury of another group member that you were not as the personal I didn't trainer. Think about that, but that stuff does happen. Yeah, that's why I'm here, Mikai. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but but that it, it's very possible because there are a lot of group training sessions. So if I'm not spotting correctly, or if I'm if I'm using equipment uh, improperly and or doing whatever, and my action results in the injury of somebody else in the class. As that uh, as that personal trainer who is conducting the course, who is conducting the class, you want to make sure that the person that um, that caused those injuries is the one that is liable for those injuries, and that you, as a personal trainer, aren't. So, um, you know, engaging in physical activity in any form is risky. Um, um, getting back into working out in a new year when you haven't been doing so for a while. Um, put your body through changes that can naturally result in injury. So as a personal trainer, it's very, very important to make sure that you are protecting yourself, that you're getting those releases and those waivers signed. And if you're working in the state of Illinois, the state of Illinois is very, very friendly to um, releases and, and uh, liability waiver of activity that's inherently dangerous. Uh, and then also, again, making sure that, that your terms of payment, cancellation, and refund are all in order so that you're not coming into the new year realizing a windfall of cash only to have to give out a bunch of refunds. Once again, this has been Legally Binding brought to you by Jackson Corporate Law. For more information, visit our website, www.jacksoncorporatelaw.com. And of course, don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media and subscribe to our podcast so that you can receive updates on each newly released episode. Until next time, we wish you continued success in life and in business.